Our first storyteller tonight is Susan Ryder. Susan is returning for her second Story Slam. She is co-pastor with her husband, Bob, of New Covenant Community, the Progressive Christian Congregation in Normal, which I highly recommend. They share their Bloomington home with their Labrador Daisy. They have no cats at the present time. They both grew up with cats. They have had two Siamese cats since they got married over 30 years ago. Susan grew up with Siamese cats, and while she has an affinity for them, if she's being honest, they're kind of jerks. So we asked each storyteller tonight to tell us uh, what animal they are. And Susan replied that she's very impressed by honey badgers and aspires to be one because they're kind of badass. She goes on to say, in reality, I'm probably more like a Labrador retriever. And in my next life, if Bob outlives me, I'd like to come back as one of his dogs. Join me in welcoming Susan Ryder. The last time I did this, my mouth got so dry. So I brought water this time. So I'm hoping it'll help out. It is really water. Believe it or not, it is. And last time I left the mic in the stand, but now I'm going to take it out because I think it'll be easier. Good evening. All good stories begin with once upon a time and once upon a time. There was a Siamese cat named Dugan who lived to the ripe old age of 17 years in spite of his numerous brushes with death. They say that cats have nine lives, and Dugan definitely used up all nine of his, and I think he borrowed some from some, from some other cats during his 17 years of life. And as Devin said, I grew up with Siamese cats, and I love, I love Siamese cats. They are my favorite breed, which a lot of people don't understand <laughs> or appreciate. I love how beautiful they are. I love their coloring. I love their blue eyes. I especially love their crossed blue eyes. And I love the way they meow. I love that obnoxious Siamese cat. It's not a normal cat meow, but I, I love all things Siamese. So when Bob and I moved to Sioux City, Iowa, right after grad school to our first jobs there, as soon as we got our apartment, we brought home uh, our second cat, a Siamese kitten named Dugan. And Dugan was adorable. He was a fluffy white and gray and black Siamese kitten. He had the most beautiful blue eyes, and they were so crossed. I had never seen a Siamese cat with more crossed eyes. And when he was a kitten, he would run around our apartment and do the crazy kitten laps. And we would either watch or hear him smack into doorways as he was running around. Um, because he couldn't really judge where the doorway was and where the opening of the doorway was. And most of the time, he would just keep running, and occasionally he would sit back a little bit stunned, and I always pictured the stars and birds, you know, going around his head. But then he would quickly gain his composure back, and I think he must have had a very hard head, because then he would just keep going on along his way. And eventually, he figured out how to compensate for that double vision. And for the rest of his life, he did pretty well with doorways. Um, about a year and a half after we moved to Sioux City, we moved into our first house. And it was a bi-level. 
And on the lower level, there was a laundry room that had a drop ceiling with um, those rectangular ceiling tiles. So it didn't have um, like a regular, you know, full ceiling. It was, it had a bunch of ceiling tiles so that you could have access to the crawl space if you needed to work on plumbing or we were just noticing there's no ceiling tiles here. But uh, we, we, it was, it had the ceiling tiles so you could go up and look at the electrical or plumbing or whatever you needed to do in a crawl space. And there was one that was missing over the washing machine. Um, but we really didn't pay a lot of attention to that until Dugan got stuck in our wall. Um, I was getting ready for work one day, and as I was getting ready to leave, I could hear him meowing, and he was clearly in distress, but I couldn't figure out where he was. So I walked around the house, and I called his name, and I, I went outside. I thought, well, maybe he got out, and I went out front and back, and I called his name Dugan, or Doogie, we call him sometimes, and I shook his cat food bag, because that would usually bring him running, but there was no sign of him. And so I kept walking around the house, calling his name, and it seemed like I could hear him better when I was downstairs. And so I went downstairs and I was looking in closets and I was looking under furniture and I was trying to find this cat that I could clearly hear, but I couldn't see. And it kind of sounded like it, it was coming from the fireplace, but I was pretty confident the cat was not in the fireplace. But I walked over anyway and I opened the glass doors in front of the fireplace and then I could hear him really loud. It was the best I could hear him as his voice was echoing off the stainless steel liner of the chimney. And he was not in the fireplace, but he was trapped in the wall between the outside of the house and the inside of the house right next to the chimney. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> what am I gonna do about this? Um, Bob was out of town, so he was absolutely no help. Although he did suggest that I call our friend Jake, who was very handy. He was a very handy man, and he was retired, and he was available. So Jake came over to the house, and we decided that maybe we could cut a hole in the wall over the mantle of the fireplace and, and make sure that's where he was, and then we'd figure out how to get him out. If he'd fallen anywhere else along that wall, we could have just cut a hole in the drywall where he was, but he was behind a brick fireplace down on ground level next to our chimney lining, which was made of stainless steel. So Jake cut a little hole in the wall, and then he put this mirror in and a flashlight just to make sure that's where Dugan was, and right away we saw the red, terrified eyes of this cat who was stuck in the wall. and. <laughs> and Jake said, well, what if we put a blanket down there or a towel and we put it down to where he is and then he can climb up it? Brilliant idea. Dugan did not have front claws. Dugan was not going to be able to crawl up a towel or a blanket. And we couldn't reach down because you have to picture there's a mantle and he's way down there, and so we can't just reach down and get him. So I said, well, what if we get a rope? And what if we tie a loop in the rope? And what if we drop it into the hole? And maybe he'll, like, walk through it, and we can attach the rope under his little kitty armpits, 
and then we can safely pull him out of the hole. And Jake said, okay, that's worth a try. So we got a rope and we tied a little loop in it and Jake dropped it in the hole and fished around for Daisy, or sorry, Daisy's our dog, for Dugan. And he got it to go around Dugan's neck. And he said, well, I don't think I'm going to be able to get it down under his little kitty armpits like you had planned, but I do have it around his neck. And he said, so what I could do is tighten it up a little bit, and then I could just pull really fast, and we could pull him out of the hole by his neck. And I said, I don't like that idea. Is there a plan B? And he said, we could leave him in the wall. So I said, no, I don't like that idea, so let's go ahead with your plan. And he said, all right, I'm going to count to three. And he was standing on the fireplace, and he had his arm in the hole, and he had the rope as, as close as he could get to Dugan. And he said, I'm going to count to three, and then I'm going to pull him out. But then you have to catch him and get the rope off of his neck before he chokes to death. Um, I'm laughing now, <laughs> but it, I wasn't laughing then. And so I said, okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. So Jake stood there and he said, all right, one, two, three. And he pulled. And out of the hole in the wall above my fireplace came a swirling, whirling dervish of angry, terrified Siamese cat. And he hit the ground and he hit the ground running. And I wasn't going to be able to catch him. He was heading to go upstairs. And so I did the first thing I could think of. And I stepped on the rope. And I stopped him. And he yanked back. And I got over to him. And I got the rope off of his neck. And does anybody want to guess what he did as soon as I got the rope off of his neck? No. He ran straight back into the laundry room and jumped on the washing machine. And I barely caught him before he jumped back up into the crawl space of our house. Luckily, not only did I stop him from doing that, soon after we replaced that panel in our drop ceiling so that we wouldn't have any other adventures like that. We did have many, many other adventures with Dugan. And so sometime, I invite you to ask me about the time that Dugan went for a boat ride with our next door neighbors on the Missouri River. Thank you.